0: Welcome everyone to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I want to welcome my co-host Mr. Rob Greenlee to the show. Rob, good morning. Good welcome to the show.
1: Good morning to you, Todd. It's great to be back, uh, you know, on video again. It's been a it's been a few weeks since we've been on video. It's the audio experience.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Seems it's like just,
1: we've been doing the most of lately.
0: Yeah, we did a uh, couple of audio, one video. I was gone video. Now you're going I think you're going to be gone next week. It's yeah, it's just crazy, but it is what it is. That's the life we live. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I just, for everyone's notice, you know, I had fully planned on doing a show um, last weekend and uh, <laughs> the uh, the team meeting for Raw Voice Blueberry went a little long and uh, so I was unable to do it at the time Rob and I had kind of talked about doing it. So it's all on me for uh, for uh, not having a show last week, but it was a uh, time well spent. Did you uh, see my Facebook post of our new? I
1: did see your Facebook post. You're going to take over the world,
0: or yeah. Something like well, that. you were posting. Well did you see the? <laughs> did you see the post of our new uh, unfit? Well, we're moving in next week. Our new office space.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. You got a got a real real professional looking space there. Yeah, that's so, awesome.
0: So we've uh, we've outgrown the space we've been in for I don't know three four years. And, uh, so I, I walked into the place and I just started laughing. I'm like, you guys are going to have plenty of room. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I've got, I've got a nice team, but not that big of a team, but, uh, you know, plenty of room to find a corner and get secluded and hide out in. But, um, you know, the furniture that's that we're in the wrong business. That's the racket to be in. (sighs)
1: It seems like every other business is the business to be in besides podcasting. Oh you know? my, Just yeah. Kidding.
0: Yeah. The, <laughs> I, they, I, they get the furniture quote and I'm like, that's an employee, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> that desk is an employee, right? Yeah. Making,
0: or desk or, you know, and yeah, kitchen yeah. hutch and, oh my God.
1: Yeah. No, it's yeah. expensive. It, kind of, <laughs> kind of moving into that phase of your business. I know you've spent probably most of your time as a as really more of a virtual business, and I I know that's kind of where where we are. As
0: well, well. But, well, we've had an office space, but not you know. I think we've been at like twelve hundred square feet or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and and we're moving into thirty five hundred square feet. You know, 30, so okay, wow, yeah, okay. you know, and four offices, and yeah, so it's. It, it's big, but yeah, you know, I'm thinking to myself, if we fill this, then we'll really have arrived. But, uh, the, the thing well, is,
1: I think you also, yeah, I think you also posted something that you're going to do. You're going to build a whole new studio. Too.
0: Yeah. 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 We're going to build a full fledged podcast studio. That'll, mm-hmm. we're going to work out how it's going to work, but we think we'll be able to open it up during business hours for folks in Columbus to come in and use it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, at least that's, we want to become, more, you know, we're what, you know, columbus is a, a center of our podcasting universe and mm-hmm. so we thought we would at least you know try to do something if we're going to be a podcast company you better have a co- i mean i mean a really cool studio um mm-hmm. so anyway that's the uh that's kind of the plan i got to find a, a desk and stuff I, as a matter of fact i got to get on that this weekend but anyway I, you're getting ready to head to portugal right
1: yep actually on sunday afternoon i'm going to head to to Portugal for about six days for the gen summit, which is an event, uh, for journalists in Lisbon. Uh, so I'm going to be putting on a two day workshop down there with a, a co-presenter that's going to talk about kind of journalism, uh, in producing a podcast that would fit with kind of like more reporters and things like that. So, I'm going to talk more about the kind of nuts and bolts on how to start one, how to launch one as far as podcasts and, um, and how to market it and things like that. So,
0: Oh, that's cool. So it should be, it should be fun. And, uh, you know, you get some time and I've never been to Portugal. So I haven't either, you know, Europe is, um, I think, you know, I've been to like, well, it was when I was in the Navy, three or four countries, you know, but, uh, Mm -hmm you know, Crete and, which of course is in Spain and then, uh, England and Scotland and so, you know, a few, you know, a few, but, uh, not too many got to get mm-hmm. back over in that, that part of the world.
1: All right. Well, well it's definitely <clears> growing <throat> in the podcasting side. So things are, you know, up in Canada and, um, in, in Europe, uh, there's more and more podcasts, um, coming out and it's more of a focus now than really ever before. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead.
0: So anyway, you know, into the podcasting news and stuff that's been going on in the space, you uh, you posted an ominous Facebook post last night. What, uh, something to do with fraud and podcast advertising and inflating downloads and...
1: Well, I mean, it, Todd, like you posted in the comment thread on this, uh, this isn't really anything tremendously new. It's been something that the podcast hosting platforms have been battling for many years now, is uh, people going out yeah. and buying essentially fake views or fake listens, um, you know, using these bots, uh, and more and more, we're all battling, you know, the influence of, um, unreal, uh, bots out there that are causing activity, uh, either it'd be social media, um, on, on places like YouTube and, and, and it's just happening more and more in the podcasting space where, <clears throat> um, when there's a money motivation, that people, you know, will cheat. You know, I mean, essentially, that's kind of what the bottom line is, and they'll drive our um, auto-generated views to to roll up their numbers to make them look more popular than they really are. So, um, but it's really, you know, it's the same thing people have been doing with Twitter and Facebook around followers and friends and likes and all this kind of stuff. You, you, there's places you can go. Um, to, to buy all those things and that's happening more and more especially as we move into kind of this next phase of podcast monetization that's using dynamic ad insertion a more automated um, kind of um, programmatic ad buying um, things that there's going to be a lot more people able to monetize using these technologies and and there's going to be a real temptation to to kind of cheat with this stuff and and buy let's say a hundred thousand downloads or plays or something like that. And but the truth of the matter is, is that hosting platforms like like what you and I have, Todd, um, in this medium, there are fairly straightforward signs um, of this activity that's going on that our our programming team and the engineering team um, can recognize very quickly. Um, so it's something that people will think they can get away with, but in the long run that they will get discovered and they will lose their account and they will, um, get potentially, I think, shamed in the medium for, for doing this. So I don't know, Todd, I know you've got pretty strong opinions about this too, and I know you've been battling it for years as well.
0: Well, what's, what's kind of interesting is that in the early days, I mean, we got to go way back. Yeah. In the uh, six, seven, eight, nine, two thousand six, seven, eight, nine years, this is when we saw the the emergence of of this, and you know, yeah. and and I, I there was a number of blog posts, a number of newsletters, and we we basically, y- you know, I, I've got a blacklist and um, shows mm-hmm. that go back, you know, those shows are well, most of them are no longer even in existence, but. I've got a blacklist of shows that were just basically banned, um, from doing any deals because they were, they were in this, doing this type of activity. So, um, we would just inform the content creator. Hey, we, we see what you're doing. Um, you're off the campaign, you're forfeiting and we would, you know, we would explain what they had done and gave them an opportunity to defend themselves and nine Mm -hmm. out of 10 times. Um, no response or, uh, come back and, uh, with an apology and, you know, and, and those that apologize and showed remorse, I w- would actually have a little more sympathy for. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is something that we had to address very, very early. And then it was, it, it tapered off. I mean, I think it was mm-hmm. because I became, well, I came because such, I, well, I became such a hard ass about it. Yeah. That people knew. You, you can't play that game with me and it disappeared now i haven't had to put out a you know a cautionary email in a long time so mm-hmm. I, you know if this is re re emerging itself you know, i'm gonna have to start looking at it closer again but you know we put in a huge amount of work to detect fraud
1: well there's i wouldn't say it's a widespread issue at this point um but I'm just trying to nip it in the bud before it becomes something, um, a little bit more ominous because Mm -hmm. I think, you know, you look at some of these, um, these companies that are forming, especially outside of the United States that are setting up these bot farms that can, um, do automated activities online and, and you're seeing it in the, the kind of political landscape right now around, um, bots that are going after, you know, it's, it's another form of online kind of warfare and, um, and manipulation and things like that. And, and that's one of the fallouts of being in a, in a digital, you know, kind of world now is that the uh, computers will start doing more and more activities online for us. Um, and this is, I believe it's going to become over time more and more of an issue um, in the technology companies that are trying to control um, this what would be termed as kind of like fraudulent activity, um we're gonna all have to be a little smarter about how we detect it and how quickly we respond to it. And I think you know even platforms like Twitter and Facebook and whatever, um, this is part of a kind of a bigger trend, I believe. Um, though I don't think in the podcasting space it's very widespread right now because we we haven't typically had um, widespread automation around monetization yet. Um, so that's. That's kind of what's on, we're on the leading edge of that right now. And, and I, I just, I saw a couple of shows, um, fairly big shows, um, that you would be surprised probably, um, that were, there was some linkage with them with this activity. And, and one that I can think of here, um, that, that I came across, um, was blaming, uh, like a super fan, for doing this on their behalf yeah, and whatever. they weren't, and they weren't aware of it, you know, which stretches my, my imagination a little bit to, to believe that that's really true. Um, so I mean, why would somebody go out and spend $150 on the behalf of some show? right? To, you know, I mean, I suppose it's possible, but it's, it's just, you know, I just don't want to see this get out of hand, I guess. And so I, that's why I, I raised the flag on this. In some ways I don't like even talking about it because it gives people the idea that it's possible.
0: <laughs> well, Quite honestly. Rob, you have to and you have to be Yeah. You have to bring a hammer. You need to bring Thor and yeah, and Which and, is what we're doing, but yeah. And you have to squash it like a bug and in and, and yeah. when you and the word will get out. And you hate to say it, but you put the warning out and you have to yeah. make some examples. you know if you're gonna participate in this activity and you're monetizing, you know, here's the th- Here's, here's, okay. Calm, breathe. I, I want podcasters to really listen here, please. And you take this forward to every podcaster, you know, that's monetizing. Advertisers know, okay. When they do a campaign, They have an idea after they run a campaign, they have a real sense in what the cost per acquisition for, if it's a direct response campaign and where someone is buying a product, when they're running in 50 shows or a hundred shows, they get an average, they get a running average that is like, let's just use a number, 20 bucks to acquire a customer in a podcast advertising campaign. And all of a sudden, when a show goes to 80, mm-hmm. one show goes to yeah. 80. Yeah. They're, they're going to go, why? Why is this show going to 80? And they're going to look at that show. And and, and first thing they're going to do is they're going to say, pull that show, cancel it. Let's get rid of it. Okay, let's get rid of that show. Um, it's an outlier is what it is. It's an so outlier, you know. right. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and then I'm going to go, and I'm going to go... Well, I'm already watching, but I'm going to go digging and I'm going to, and what happens too is when you're running podcast stats (laughs) and when you have a lot of shows, you Hmm. see this, you know, this, this, um, median number running. And all of a sudden when there's this like blip, a little little blip, blip amongst everything, that is unusual activity coming from unusual IPs or wherever it's coming from you go what is that and you go look at it and you're like oh okay you know you you, you know. yeah you know but what you're really really doing here and i'm going to be if if you have sensitive ears <laughs> you're fucking us because this is what what happens you're you're causing Trust issues in the podcast advertising space.
1: Well, you're causing problems for yourself and for the industry. Yeah.
0: For the industry at large, for yeah. a short term yeah. gain.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: And this is why I've always, for years and years and years and years, why I've had such heartache about how some companies count. We've talked on the show for years about disparity and podcast stats between companies and the IEB came out, gave a set of guidelines for people to follow to get us a lot closer together.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And if we're, you know, if if the podcast companies are all working on a level playing field and all the podcasters are playing fairly, this space is going to succeed or fail on its own merit. And we don't need some douchebag to buy some extra 100,000 downloads to to pump his paycheck up.
2: Mhm.
1: Well, it's not going to work in the long run anyway. I mean, it it's it's definitely in and what's funny about it is when you look at the stats and Todd, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about, but um you know, I mean, I mean at least there's some intelligence behind this. What they'll do is they'll spread those those particular requests across, you know, a, a fairly large number of shows, um, or a long period of time. Right. So they'll, but you'll definitely see a bump. Like let's say a show has a thousand downloads or something like that on a week over week basis for the last right. month or something like that. And then all of a sudden the last four weeks, you've seen him in just, for some artificial reason that number go from a thousand up to six or seven thousand, <laughs> right? But for, for no apparent reason, right? right. Uh, and that's 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 a sign of it. And then, you know, like on some platforms you have plays and you have downloads. And, right. And and what they'll do is they'll oscillate back and forth between plays and downloads. And and those numbers <laughs> will be like a like a huge roller coaster ride, right? That, that is so easy to pick up in the data. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, so someone was asking, uh, Patrick was asking in the chat room, did the folks at I- iTunes have a hand in this? No, not at all.
2: No, This
0: no. is, this is internal to our companies <clears throat> looking at this stuff, but you know, there's a whole nother topic about iTunes we'll, we'll get into, or we should and say Apple podcasts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's also usually more traced and relatable to web players. Um is usually the pattern. It's not so much you're getting this activity off of an iTunes type of platform, right? So that's but, another sign, yeah.
0: But uh, um, you know, unfortunately, my blacklist document, and I, matter of fact, I know right where it's at, is a pretty short list of shows. Yeah, you no, know, it's
1: not. I mean, it's not a widespread right, problem, right, Todd? I I just don't want it to become like it has with Twitter and Facebook, right,
0: right. right. Because it's, if you know, and I'm just, I have zero tolerance. And it was strictly, and it's, we put it in our contract, what we have for advertising. I have a zero tolerance policy, absolute zero tolerance. Uh, you can plead your, you know, plead your case, but, uh, you know, I, when I come to you and say, uh, you're, you're banned from doing ad deals with us, um, you know, I, I don't think I've had a single, well, like it's some show beg forgiveness. Maybe once I would allow on back on like six months later, but, um, cause you hurt my reputation too. Mm-hmm. So, and I take it personally, you know, it's my company's reputation, but I take it really personal.
1: I mean, and you're going to be evaluated based on your ROI, right? um, for, for any campaign that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, in the end, it's not going to work anyway. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to get dropped from campaigns because you didn't convert. So, right. you know that's the other part of it. It's a it's basically a very short um, window way of looking at things.
0: There's um, there's no way I would have been able to keep GoDaddy as a well. Here's what I'm based on. GoDaddy uh, doesn't even care about my numbers.
1: No, yeah.
3: they don't.
0: They care about performance. They know what they're paying. And they know it. this is a, you know, they care about performance. As mm-hmm. long as I meet performance, they're happy, you know? Yeah. And that's the way most advertisers now know when we get into um, non DR campaigns, when we get into brand campaigns, brand awareness, that type of stuff. Um, this there's type a lot of trust, there's, there's a, a trust. huge amount of trust. So yeah. we can only stand yeah. on what we, because that there is where, most trouble has happened in the advertising space. The DR space self adjusts itself. They just cancel the show, mm-hmm. you know, and they say, I oh, don't take them off. Don't ever throw them on another campaign again. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but brand is where I'm going to Ford and I'm running a Ford or Geico ad and we're putting in a million views and I'm sending them a bill, you know, and there's no true performance. You know, they may look at click throughs to websites or whatever we try to set up as a, but mm-hmm. brand awareness is a big different type of deal than DR. So if we don't have yep. trust, and this is part of the issue with why the brand advertising hasn't come in, is they, there's still a trust issue with the podcast numbers. And at least that's what people are, their just a bit, just a is, is that that's the problem. So I don't think so, but
1: yeah well, and that's that's the danger of uh, these these automated bots um, generating traffic is that once if there's a reputation of that in this medium that gets out there and it becomes right. widespread yep. then the, then those big brands are not going to come in yeah.
0: so in each you know in in the Ieb document in the Ieb podcast measurement document, there's not a lot talked about on fraud, so each company has to come up with their own way to detect fraud, and you know we're we're of the strong belief that there needs to be additional layer in the ib podcast guidelines document that um that lays out some of these things related to fraud Fra- fraud's hard you know but when you you know we had to build to it and it's it's something that you know we just kind of knew what's going to happen in the space and tactics will change with time. Of course. So we have to keep watching. Mm-hmm. I'll go out and I'll buy one of those deals, Rob, I'll go out and I'll find those spaces and and I'll just go in as a third party. I'll, I'll buy a hundred thousand views and we'll, and then we'll, we'll capture the data. You know, <laughs> that's how yeah. we do it. You know, come on. well, How did you do this? All right. This is the behavior, you know? Well,
1: and it's not, <laughs> it's not tremendously difficult to do. I mean, there's, you know, the, it's it's really as easy and available you know as part of the what's called script kiddies there's there's these websites that you can get scripts and people can run these things on their home computers you know right. i mean it's right. it's this is not difficult things to to turn on and off there's code that you can get but it's you know and everybody's selling it for different prices and you can get different quantities and it's just a matter of setting the software to ping against a URL you know i mean it's it's you know but there are countermeasures that <laughs> platforms can put in place to block those things too and right and we 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 definitely have those on our platform and i know you do too and there's things that that you can do it's it's a little bit like warfare right
0: right and it's it's always fun to go out and look and see what Things are doing, and we'll dig through it, and we'll, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and there's always because it is scripted, usually, it's usually very, very easy to combat. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, you know, there's other activities people can do where they're going out and they're having, you know, it's just like uh, a YouTube subscribe campaign. They've got a thousand people in, in Asia that go in and subscribe to a YouTube video
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, to push YouTube subscribes up. and. You know, that happens yeah. as well out there as, you know, out there as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So, That's true. yeah. But but anyway, yeah, it's, I mean, one thing I do like about the, uh, when when folks do that, Rob, is that in order to, to maintain their numbers, they have to spend a lot of money because if they're going to start it, they can't stop it. <laughs> You know, so
2: when
1: they do, and when they do, you can really see it,
0: you right? Know? You know, and all, you know they come on and, and and they're up, and they're let's say they're you know they went from a thousand to six thousand listeners, and then and then you know they got to keep writing that check because the numbers can't can't drop back down again. <laughs>
1: especially overnight
0: right, right. You know, they, they can't it can't drop down again so it's just like this you know unless someone comes in day one the episode one and they start writing checks on episode one you know that's it's come on you know yeah. but most people are like you know they they're in a year or two in and oh yeah let's do an ad deal and oh, let's get some more money and, and
1: well, todd <laughs> yeah so you heard about that that story of this company that's selling um Placement. Oh yeah, in the top 200 list for or the top 10 list of uh, iTunes.
0: Yeah, a a little five thousand dollars. Yeah, a a little birdie told me that over 200 shows have been removed.
1: Oh, from the top 200 list?
0: Uh, Not uh, overall, but this wasn't. This was not from Apple. Okay, I'm just being straight up. This was not a source from Apple.
2: (laughs) Yeah okay
0: (laughs) but someone's been doing some independent uh investigation on this and they said 200 250 shows have been removed from apple podcast um there was some four or five that were given i mean i mean banned banned from apple can you imagine having your show banned from apple podcast talk about talk about having to learn how to get your audience another way
1: <laughs> well, I guess you could always do a deal with uh, Spotify. Right.
0: right. Yeah.
1: Like, you know, like Amy Schumer. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be on Apple, I guess <clears throat> any, anymore.
0: So he, he, here is here. And, and here is the warning. If you're buying again, as paying a service, to get you placement in the top two hundred of iTunes, your days on iTunes are on. Po- I keep saying iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Every time I say iTunes, anyone from Apple is listening to this, cringes. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> um, will you're probably going to get banned, and by Apple,
1: and your days of being a podcaster are pretty much over but at that point. Done.
0: Done. <laughs> <laughs> So, but see, here's the crazy part. There were blog posts, very public podcast blog posts that were made about these individuals that were doing this. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: They were contacted about them doing this. Apple Mm -hmm. saw the article. Apple already knew they had an issue and they didn't stop doing the behavior okay so all right rob this is to me is borderline insanity all right you, well
1: you, money will corrupt your mind
0: right away you, you you've been <laughs> caught all right you've been caught you say you're <laughs> not you're doing something to drive yourself to the top 200 you have been named in a in a blog post yeah, yeah. any sensible person would be like oh. yeah they'd eat right. crow And And stop and stop doing it. Right. And they would like
1: cash and checks,
0: Todd. (laughs) Well, they weren't even cash and checks. They were just trying to get their shows it for recognition because they were doing some business marketing show, trying to uh, artificially build influence. So, you know, any, any normal person would have just ate, you know, eat crow. I'm a bad person, you know, (laughs) you know, sulked around for a few days and, and, and you know, learned a valuable lesson about being outed online. <laughs> but Todd, oh no, uh, oh it's, no, it's, they, they doubled down. They
1: doubled but down, Todd, Todd. It's cool now to be a criminal, you know, that's <laughs> okay. the thing.
0: So they doubled down, and, you know, and I, I just kept watching this like, oh man, the hammer's coming. I didn't know what was going to be done,
3: yeah. And
0: yeah. then, and then all of a sudden, poof, the magic dragon, they're gone. You know, yeah. and, and the word on the street is, and from, you know, from Apple, uh, we, we, we banned them. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Banned yeah. them. I've never heard of that. That's new. <laughs> Do you ever remember in 15 years or 14 years a show getting banned from Apple?
1: Uh, Not that we knew about it anyway.
0: Uh, How would you like to be the distinction of 550,000 shows in the Apple podcast directory being one of like five that were banned for, banned, banned.
1: Yeah. We're in a, we're in a new time now, aren't we Todd?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, you were outed, you had an opportunity to reform, you didn't and what it's going to do and what will happen. And I'm fully, uh, fully, no, well, I'm 99% sure that Apple's going to be changing their, a logarithm they use for determining the top 200 or top 10 or whatever it is for their stuff. I don't look at it. <laughs> be honest yeah. with you. I'm never over there and I look at it. I hear about it when someone talks about it on, on social, but, um, it just boggles my mind.
1: It's not an indication of popularity.
0: Really. No, I mean, oh, it is no. a short
1: term. It's a short term view of popularity, is what it is. Um, <laughs> Timothy, it's, Timothy, it's, it's certainly there, yeah. The top shows are not listed in the top two hundred list.
0: Yeah, Tim in, in chat says at least getting banned from Apple is noteworthy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there you go. And, yeah, and and uh, Patrick says, uh, "I guess I'm thinking about the email going around charging for a higher ranking in an iTunes Apple Podcasts." Yes, 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 yes. That is, that is the group, <laughs> or one of the groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a hey, now that's a business accolade. Use us, and uh, maybe you won't get banned. <laughs> yeah, that's right. oh man so we're 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 uh, we're two for three here today so here's the third one (laughs) all right so all right we're talking this today is the is us having a little fun here but um in very very i'm very very serious here um if you have a partner oh yes if if you're doing a show with a partner okay let me run all the scenarios you start a show and you get a co-host you're a business and you start a show and you pay someone to do it. You have someone that brings a show to your business and started a podcast. And, and, whatever scenario is, if there's two or you're paying someone to do a show.
1: Two or more.
0: Two yeah. or more. Yes. Or again, you're paying someone to do a podcast for you. You better have an agreement, even if it's scratched down on a piece of uh, paper, assigned that says who owns what and what happens when someone leaves or gets fired or services are no longer needed or whatever the scenario where the breakup of the band, when that happens, what happens to the podcast? Mm-hmm. Um, who,
1: yeah. Yeah. And who has all the keys to the podcast?
0: Right. Right.
1: That's, that's the one that always gets everybody in trouble. Yeah.
0: Who has the login, who's paying for it with the credit card. You know all that stuff, um, or the PayPal account, or whatever. However, you're paying for your hosting, your website, all this stuff. Because if you don't, uh, you're gonna end up in court, um, or battling it out between lawyers, and meanwhile, your show's probably gonna go on hiatus because nothing can get done. It's um, it's not pretty.
1: Or Todd, it can even get even worse than that. Um, there's been shows that have been taken down because the feud between parties has gotten so extreme that, uh, that the show violates the terms of service to fight against a former partner. Uh, I've seen that happen before too. Um, things can get really ugly if people get entrenched and people start threaten, threatening each other in in podcasts, um, you know, to do bodily harm to each other, to, to do, you know, that's mainly what it is, or to just threaten other people on your podcast is, is one of the things that can happen too.
0: I've seen it where the person that had all the master files and controls Mm -hmm. the login deleted everything. went in and deleted the account deleted the, the listing demanded the media be taken down, demanded the site. We're, hey, we're the hosting provider. We're responding to a customer that says, take our stuff down. Yeah. We've quit podcasting. We don't know the backstory. We take their yeah. media down. We take their site down. They they go to Apple and request that to be deleted. And then two days later, <gasps> all heck breaks loose. Yeah. Um, sometimes it, it you know sometimes it doesn't get that bad, but people say that my friends will never do that.
3: Well,
1: yeah, it, I've, I've seen people file restraining orders against other people. I've yeah. I've heard of it going to court. I've heard yeah. of people getting arrested.
0: Yeah, we got one going. To, stuff that we got, do. We got yeah. one going to court. So it's yeah. and it's a was a, you know was a relatively good podcast with mm-hmm. relatively good numbers, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a uh, dead in the water right now. Yeah. So it, all you got to do is just have a conversation with people, make an agreement. This is something if you're going to do a show with a co-host, you lay this out I, in, in the agreements <laughs> I have for people that come over and podcast uh, with me specifically at geek new central, um, it's simple, simple agreements, you know, and, uh, it, it doesn't have to be complicated and, but you need to have something where even if it's just an email chain back and forth where the person's agreeing in principle and you have an email that you've saved, but both of you are in the response chain saying, yes, I agree to this, or whatever you got to. I believe paper, a signed document is always best, um,
1: but Todd, there's really no I don't believe that even that will will completely secure you from having a problem. I no. I think you need to be very careful on who you pick your partners to be. Um I think is the most important thing and you need to manage them and be fair with people and I think that's that's the other part of this too. Um but if you own your show, you need to keep the keys to your show. You need to take some responsibility for um keeping control of your show like if your domain name is – if you own the domain name, um, you know keep ownership of the domain name. Don't turn it over to somebody else or let somebody else, like a web developer or whatever, take ownership of your domain oh, yeah. name. That's a cardinal sin. I mean, those that own need, need to maintain and take responsibility for what they own um, and not just hand off stuff to other people um, willy-nilly or expect – other people to, let's say, submit your show to iTunes. or I mean, that's another classic one, right? Um, you need to take responsibility for your podcast. If you're going to bring in co-hosts, just bring in, treat them just like talent, right? Bring them in as talent, uh, but you keep control and have all the keys. If it's your show, then you need to be responsible and keep it.
0: I've seen even situations where people have gotten behind in their production bill. Mm-hmm. And the person that is doing producing the show wants to get paid, and they change the passwords to the accounts.
1: Yeah, it can happen, you're right.
0: And they yeah. say, And then the person decide they're not going to pay the person they owe money to, <clears throat> and this happens with web development all the time, all of a sudden, your site's a black, you know, black page.
1: Yeah, they, they're taking it down.:
0: I yeah. take it down. You, you're not going to pay me? Fine. I, you know I got the keys to your car. Let me drive it away. And, yeah. Yeah. And you know, so I mean, pe- people poo poo me all the time, Rob. You know, I've, I've gotten my chops busted for so many years for talking about own your feed and own your IP and all. That. And you know, okay, go ahead and bust my chops. I, in the end, I'm going to be the one uh, that's going to get the last laugh. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. it, it, it's yeah. just reality.
1: I mean, it's a little bit of common sense here too. Right. I think I think you have to be a little bit skeptical getting into partnerships with other people because of, you just don't know what their motivations are or what they're capable of. And I think it's one of the things – and this is a cautionary tale that exists in business in mm-hmm. general. It's not – this isn't specific to podcasting. No, I mean, no. um, I've seen this happen so many times, especially around domain names. I mean, I that's – and that's the one that uh, really – Bust My Chops is the one that, you know, you let your web developer, you know, register your domain name and um, have it on their email account. And, and, you know, that kind of stuff is is also another one that, you know, can cause all sorts of problems.
0: Well, we've, we've uh, got that going on in the podcasting yeah. space in a big way with one company yeah. right now. You know, yeah. actually two companies that submits yeah. their uh, their podcaster shows to Apple Podcasts.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and that yeah. luckily there's a, is a, a way to get your show back, but it's not simple
2: Mm-mm.
0: and not no. without, you know, maybe you could be down for a while. It's just, I don't know. I, I, we've seen this just re- history repeat itself again and again and again.
1: Well, and, and now we're seeing it somewhat with like, uh, platforms like anchor, you know, they they will submit your show to iTunes and you basically locked out. Show on, 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 not, not iTunes, but Apple Podcasts, right?
0: In my opinion, Um, there's bigger issues there with uh, terms of service and show ownership and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. That's all part of the bigger picture there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had someone the other day that uh, emailed me and said they were moving over there. And I said, have you just, you know, no problem. We'll, you know, we'll do the redirect when you let us know, but by the way, have you read the terms of service over there? And the person was, no, why? And I'm like, just just going to recommend that you do. <laughs> they didn't move.
1: Well, people te- um, now are getting the opportunity to read their terms of service a little <laughs> bit more than
0: normal, aren't they, it over is, the last
1: week? It yes.
0: is. It is GDPR plus one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Everybody's getting spammed by all these companies with their <laughs> uh, their terms of service notifications yeah. here this past week. I think, I think a lot of people are getting sick of it. But Yeah. Uh, we we but, sent
0: over a qu- out of over a quarter of a million emails and we had a few people come back and say, Why are you spamming me? And I'm like, We're <laughs> We're not spamming you. This we are required by law to inform you of this change.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plus, I've had a few people, you know, actually read the darn thing and have a lot of questions. Yeah, right. Yeah. and I've had some people that were completely misunderstand what the what it says <laughs> in the terms of service <laughs> and think that we were trying to. Trying to take over control of their show. Oh, I didn't uh,
0: have any of those. Ooh. Well,
1: they <laughs> they were thinking, they were misunderstanding that clause where it talks about um, the kind of protection of your, of the proprietary nature of the platform, not the show. Right. They were thinking that that applied to their show, um, you know, like the copying and reproducing of code. <laughs> right. Of the platform. Um, as, as somehow applying to their their content. And that's, you know, yeah. Those terms of services are there to protect people.
0: Um, no, oh, yeah, know. now they are. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> They're there to protect the, the platform, wh- which would be, you know, Raw Voice Blueberry or Spreaker or whatever. And there's terms in there that will protect you as a content provider. And then there's other terms in there that will protect copyright holders. And th- that actually applies to all those things. But copyright holders can be those that own copyrighted music, or you know, those kind of things. And then terms in there that will restrict you from you know um, doing illegal acts in your show. You know, that's the purpose of those things.
0: There's a you know we were we were ready, but we had some stuff that came in like it you know you know finalized and put up on our websites at the at the last hour. I mean that's how much work went into this is mm-hmm. you know I I had two sites left I'm like I I said Angelo we've already getting inquiries how come that hasn't been updated on this page and and we were kind of surprised because we said, well maybe you know, we're trying to get everything else done and these last two sites I said, "You've got to finish them today." And so we had to finish them today. It was just uh you know, right down the wire for us and and I'm going to be frank, I don't think most podcast companies are ready you are we are i don't yeah. think the rest of them i've heard very little discussion from any other uh, podcast hosts. so so i'm kind of curious anyone that's listening to the show i know that libsyn sent out an an email blast a couple of weeks ago we we've sent out ours rob i assume you guys did and then- yes
1: yeah yeah we did actually each time you go to the the, the spreaker website or any of our tools um, the first thing that you'll that you'll see is, uh, you know, you have to opt into the new terms of service. Yeah, yeah. We,
0: we didn't force, uh, we didn't go that far. We didn't force a pop in, but there is, uh, and everything's been updated, everyone's been informed, and, you know, so it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's total pain. Total pain in the butt. Um,
3: mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But I I think we're done. Um, the stat stuff was the hardest. That was the hardest one for us is the collection of that data and the personal identifiable information contained in the IP and the rules around how long that can be stored. And then it has to be, you know, obscured or if there was, you know, that was, that was a lot of work. Uh, you know, when you're dealing with millions of incoming, uh, hits a day, um, or downloads a day, and then those log files all had PII in them, um, and they have to be processed and still give the customers their valid podcast stats and then comply with mm-hmm. GDPR was huge, huge work
2: mm-hmm.
0: across our ecosystem and still, and still, and still allow it to be usable. You know, um, you know, that's the key here and not, not having to take features away from folks. But uh, some stuff we know has, has, you know, feature requests we've had in the past, we are not going to be able to comply with because I just can't fit it. It can't do it without not being in violation of GDPR. So, um, yeah, it's mm-hmm. big. Yeah. You guys no, probably, you guys probably wasn't as hard because you guys were already primarily started and you know, you, you gotta be EU fake, uh, focus or European focus. So you guys probably had a lot of this stuff already.
1: Well, there was a lot of work. I mean, it's something that the team has been working on, you know, for the last three months. Um, Just, you know, you know, that's probably how long you guys have been working on it too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just look at the Um, bill on this thing and lawyer fees alone. Holy. Holy Well,
1: it's, it's, I mean, for us, it was more kind of um, more of a loss of opportunity, I think is what, what it was. I mean, it's not like we, we, Spent any more money on it, per se. It's just we weren't able to spend that money on adding features and functionality right, and right. moving the platform right,
0: forward. Right.
1: uh I think is where the where the real loss
0: was. Yeah. It was at, at least a two month delay in my dev. Uh, it yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So people just don't understand it. It, it. I you know I estimate now just going looking back at the numbers, the dev hours, the meetings, the lawyer fees, everything else probably. Probably 100k was what my cost was on this mm-hmm. to implement this. So you know, if I look at just you know salary and everything else, it goes. It went into the the dev, but it's it is what it is. But yeah, I lost opportunity on. Now I'm like, thank God, I full speed ahead, team. Let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, because my agenda has been jacked up because of the having to deal with this.
1: Yeah, I mean. We're behind on making improvements to the platform to to make us a, a better platform. So you know that's that's the real trade off that happened yep. for us. Yep. Well, Todd, I've been been talking to the podcast movement guys, and oh. I don't I don't know if you've been talking to the ANAB folks, but there's there's some movement over there, some changes over there that are are brewing on the DNAB side. I know I mixed together yeah. podcast movement any B in one phrase there, but um, you know the podcast movement stuff, the schedule, I guess, of all the sessions is almost ready to be published, I guess, or some of it's up there already. Um, but I don't know have you talked to Danny B folks?
0: I was supposed to be on a call yesterday with Sylvester. Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. did a call, but I got stuck and I couldn't get on the call. So I'm going to have to reschedule another time to talk to Sylvester. Um, yeah. He wanted some feedback on the event. Yeah. So
1: Yeah, I did a call with Sylvester to talk about it. And they're talking about moving us to the, the Central Hall.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. So oh. I thought that was good. Good potential to news. Central Hall? Yeah. Where? I don't... Moreover, by where all the, the microphone folks are.
3: <sighs> that would be big.
0: Yeah. So was the, the majority of the complaints that we're just... We were kind of like in this no-man no zone? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Plus a lot more of a content focus on the, the exhibition floor. Mm. So is the other part of it too.
0: On the, on the, on the floor. Oh, good.
1: Yeah. Kind of like, what.
0: Uh Oh, Skype, Skype. Just, would you lose me? Yeah. For just a second. What did you say? Kind of like what?
1: Oh, kind of like what we did, uh, with that panel, uh, you, Rob and I did, um, where there could be a content area that we actually have a a a track that would be awesome so yeah so that's been talked about it's the same thing you know, like the the advertised digital advertising pavilion mm-hmm. where they actually have a, a a track of panels and talks and presentations and demos and things like that
0: all right well i gotta get i, I just have to reschedule a sylvester i felt bad but i got jammed up and couldn't get on the call yeah. with him so so what about the podcast movement, folks?
1: Well they're just they're wrapping up pulling oh, just, all the sessions together. Yeah. Um but from what I gather they've had more registrations uh so far than they've had at any other podcast movement event. So oh. they're and and there's still 2 months to go. So they're they're beyond wh- where they were last year on on a, on attendees.
0: Awesome. The so you do know that the exhibit area is only open Tuesday and Wednesday.
1: I do. Yes.
0: All right. So I'm leaving Wednesday night. Well, actually, no. I'll leave Thursday night. I'm gonna. Bu- yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bust out because you know what? I don't even know what I'm gonna do Thursday. What are you gonna do?
1: Well, that's that's <laughs> that's the last day of the event, Todd. Huh?
0: I know. Thursday. But what are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, we're not gonna have a you and I are usually standing in the booth. I I didn't realize that they had went to a two day exhibit thing until I was like, wait a minute, only two days for exhibits, and th- it's really kind of well, weird.
1: Well, Todd, I think if you really think about it, um, most of these conferences, the the last day, we're sitting around twiddling yeah, our thumbs yeah, we, anyway, we are, right, Todd.
0: Typically, yeah, but also those days have tend to be the days where people that been in the conference that kind of get tired of the conference were able to come and see us, so. We'll see how that goes, but it is what it is. I
1: mean, if that means that, you know, I can spend more time kind of out mingling Mm -hmm. with people now, granted on the last day, usually it's a lot of people are gone by then. Yeah. Yeah. uh,
0: I think I booked a, I'm going to go back and see my mom for a few days. I think I booked like a six o'clock departure out of, out of there. And uh, yeah,
1: I haven't booked my flight yet.
0: Yeah. So I got my flight. Hey, flying in. And I don't know what it is about that destination. You better book your ticket, Rob. It's something about that area. Holy cow.
1: Oh, was it expensive
0: for me? It was expensive. I don't well, know. Yeah. Don't know why. Well, n- m- a lot more than normal. You know, I, n- I normally can, you know, I know what my tickets run, but going to that destination for some reason was like, like 40% higher than my normal ticket.
1: Wow. Yeah, it
0: was ridiculous, and I was, I went, you know, I fly United, and I went, well, screw this, let me look at American and Delta, and they were all high, so I stuck with United, but anyway.
1: Yeah, I did, uh, Dan did mention from Podcast Movement that uh, the hotel is booking up fast, I guess, they've had to secure, I guess, a a third block of rooms or something like that,
0: yeah. Oh, good.
1: So... So it's booking up fast. So yeah. if you want
2: to, yeah, we got our
0: hotels
1: Got to, got to get it booked up here right, right away. And I'm probably going to have to do that too. Here, I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to do it before I leave. But
0: did you, yeah. did you already vote on the uh, on the Hall yes. of Fame, folks? Okay. Yes. Well, that was an interesting list, wasn't it? It was. Hmm. Few yeah. names. There was a couple names there I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
1: when you have to be a podcaster for at least 10 years too, Todd. I know, that's the I thing, know, right? I know.
0: I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I was like, hmm, interesting one. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a little, I was a little surprised in a few of them.
0: So I wonder, you know, what the, uh when they're going to announce that because, you know, they have to give those folks a little bit of a heads up.
1: Well, they usually do phone calls, personal mm. phone
0: calls. Remember? Yeah. I don't I think I got an email.
2: <laughs> oh, you did.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. So yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens here. Um, all right, cool. Lots of other stuff going on in the space. It's just, uh, you know, it, we're, we're as busy as ever. And, uh, I will say one thing, Rob, um, you know, we did this big, our big planning meeting and most of the stuff is on the board. We already know, but, angelo dropped a nuclear bomb on us he uh he came in and uh and, and I'm, I'm i'm really baiting you here so i'm sorry I, i'm not, this is not going to end up having a punchline, but he uh he said yeah one of the employees suggested this and i was like and he explained it and i was like whoa <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're not beating me at all.
0: <laughs> so hopefully, a podcast movement will be able to talk about it. I don't think it'll be ready by then, but maybe we'll be able to talk about. It. So it, it, you know, it, it. You're gonna like okay, Dad. That's that's dumb, but it's no. I I think it's whoa.
1: <laughs> so are you gonna uh, on your backdrops, since these booths are. Only eight by eight? Are are you going to have to get a different background? No, I'm
0: just going to fold mine. What about you?
1: (laughs) I'm going to get, I'm going to buy a whole new thing. Well, I know. They're like
0: like 700 bucks.
1: I know. Well, I'm just going to get one that's eight by eight. So I can use it in any booth. I can use it in my 10 by 10 too. Yeah.
0: It sucks having to order a second one. Yeah. I think Rob Walsh is going to did you hear what is is rob going to buy another one or is he going to just
3: i don't know
1: <sighs> not sure
0: it's i've never been to an event with an eight foot booth ever yeah yeah it's just weird i'm just probably gonna have to suck it because folding it's going to look like the caca so i'm going to yeah. have to order another one Ugh
1: it's not a bendable thing right where you could bend around the edge
0: <laughs> well, these are the ones you saw what we've got now they're cloth, so they'll yeah, you know it'll yeah. work, but it just is gonna be look weird, you know, yeah, so yeah all right it's it is what it is,
3: But super sized,
0: yeah, hopefully it is actually eight feet, not like seven feet ten inches, or something like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I saw that uh Rob Wolf raised the uh turn Zune in the comment thread around that that post that uh Tom Tom Webster made.
0: Oh, see in that? in regards to the million dollar um
1: well, he was talking about Spotify too, but but yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't I missed it. What did Tom say?
1: Uh I, th- I think uh I th- here let me pull it up here really quick. So he was I guess a guy had posted something, or Tom had posted something about um, Amy Schumer.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Starting, uh, you know, a an exclusive show on uh, Spotify.
0: Right, right.
1: Which, which. here we go again, Spotify. <laughs> Being a little toned <laughs> after to the community. Um, doing
0: you're, you're cutting out, Rob. You're, and you're cutting out, out again. Yeah.
1: Uh, i got to kill this. I can't blow this app while I'm doing the show. Um, but yeah, they I guess signed a deal for a million dollars to have Amy Schumer do a do a podcast.
0: Yeah, I saw that. So yeah, it's, you're better now. Yeah. Whatever you're doing on your laptop, that definitely wasn't good.
1: <laughs> I know. I just shut it down. So, so he,
0: yeah. it basically, yeah, the, the Spotify spent a million bucks, signed her for a podcast deal, an exclusive podcast deal. Yeah. So, so what did Rob say about that?
1: Well Rob was uh, just talking about how Spotify is, is he's saying that it's got six point nine percent of the pot of the twenty percent of the podcasts that he's added, you know, of his catalog he's added twenty percent of it of the shows on Lipson over to Spotify. And of those twenty percent, it's showing about a six point nine percent uptake in the percent of uh, downloads.
0: Right? I'm not seeing anything anywhere uh, close to that.
1: Yeah. No, no, not, yeah. we're not either.
0: I'm not I'm seeing, not either. I'm not seeing anything close to that. Nowhere yeah. ne- no. And, if any podcaster that's yeah. listening right now is on Rob's platform, my platform, or Libsyn's platform, if you have Six percent or higher of your total audience listening via Spotify. Please email us and provide us a screenshot, please.
1: Well, Todd, there's no way for for many of these folks to actually know that, though, Todd, right?
0: Well, you know, because it's it's not apples and it's not apples and apples. It's apples and oranges. So, let's say, for example, you have a thousand downloads, and in your Spotify stats, you have six hundred or no, it would be sixty. 60 plays then i know it's not apples and oranges
1: no 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 i was just saying i don't believe that podcasters have access to their stats yet do
0: they oh well we made ours available oh you did yeah
1: what are you actually using the 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 what the api that was provided by spotify
0: we're pulling pulling something I don't. Oh. I don't know what we're pulling. We're pulling a log, or I don't. I don't know how we're doing it. It. All I only know is we're getting stats.
1: Oh, you are. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, we're we're pulling something from them. I don't know if it's be <clears> an <throat> API or if it's a log, or I don't know. They spent about a month building it, so whatever. Okay. But I'm not seeing six percent. Yeah. I. I guess I just need to go roll the show. I start. I need to start looking at them deeper. I.
1: Yeah, I actually wrote on on Facebook that I think, as you look at kind of kind of the big picture of this, I mean, um, I think if if Google gets fully on board with um, w- w- with supporting podcasts, uh, those guys should be sitting in the number two position at some point.
0: Well, they um, already are. And I think, well, Google Android is? as a whole is.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, okay, fair enough on that. And then and then Spotify and maybe Pandora will battle out for third place, third and fourth place, is where I think in the long run, that's kind of how this is going to play out.
0: Well, I don't know. I've never listened to Amy Schumer, so...
1: Oh, no, I don't think Amy Schumer, Schumer is going to make make one hill of beans difference in any of this. Um, it's going to take a thousand Amy Schumers to to make any kind of a blip in, in Spotify's numbers. So
0: yeah. 6.9% of all of the average of all their shows. That means that you think about that number. I'm I'm not saying Rob's wrong. So that means that some shows have incredibly high numbers because the majority are going to be 1%. You know, one 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 fifty, one 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 fifty, one 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 fifty. You know, you can get to six percent that way. Yeah, but you can't get there. There's, I think the majority of shows are, and and he did mention there was a couple of categories that are really hot in Spotify: Mm -hmm. religion and something else. So, I
1: thought it was a younger. listener base so you're gonna have some shows that are just not gonna resonate over there
0: yeah but he said religion was hot on spotify so go figure really (laughs) i think that's what he said
1: well religion is not a hot category anywhere
0: Uh, let me see if i can
1: find it. i mean it's it's got a there's a lot of shows in in the religion category but uh i wouldn't say there's a lot of listening i swore
0: he said that hang on let me see if i can find it I'm looking through my notes here. Uh,
3: I'll find it. Maybe we'll have to ask Rob to come on because it's.
0: If it's six six 6.9%, then wow, that's big number. But I, I, I'm not seeing it yet. Okay, I'll see if I can find this. I, I've got it somewhere in a text or something. Because he told me two categories are really hot and some were mm-hmm. not. You know, tech is not, obviously.
1: No. Well, tech's not hot in any platform anymore.
0: Uh, um, okay. <laughs> really? I don't know if I agree with that.
1: Really? What platform is, is it still hot in? The Apple one? Is that still what you're still
0: tech shows are still rocking. You know, so okay,
1: I just didn't think it was as cool anymore. well, it's not like as, it as coo- coo-
0: it's be. not it's it, it's not as cool, but it still delivers. <laughs> there's, there's a, still geeks out there there's, is that what you're yes, there's a lot of geeks out there, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there's but also
1: a lot of nerds out there too that like to listen to the the um the comic book shows, of course.
0: The, of yeah. Those those have always been good. So
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, I'm I'm uh talking a lot more lately to two two big events in the country right now, uh Dragon Con and FinCon. Hmm. So have you had any involvement with those folks?
0: We went last year, we're not going this year. To FinCon? Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. But I think we went twice. I don't we're not going again. So it
1: didn't. It didn't work out real well for you uh,
0: just you know it's all about uh you know number of b- people we talk to and and number of clients we get out of that it's uh you know you've got a lot of uh entrepreneurs that go to fincon they have a lot of things going on they do a lot of things well let's put it this way they're they do a lot of things and not a lot of things well <laughs>
2: okay
0: well they're spread out they're so busy trying to build their entrepreneurship that they're Mm -hmm. doing 50 different things and they can't you know there's a lot of focus required to do a good podcast and uh so you know and they're They're all trying to
1: do videos they're trying to write books they're trying to do speaking opportunities they're trying to do mastermind events Mm -hmm. they're trying to you know all this stuff Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so uh yeah, so if they're going to have some events, you know, he's a great promoter of podcasts. Don't get me wrong. You know, his affiliate uh, revenue is very good on the podcasting side. So um,
1: did you do any speaking at any of those events?
0: No,
3: we did not. So are you going
0: to get to go speak? If you do, that's good. That's a that's new.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would certainly would. Yes. Uh Dragon Con is the other one that's...
0: That sounds like a fun event.
1: It's really big. Mm. It's a really huge event, I guess.
0: So um, that's a bunch of creative types, so that should be good.
1: Well, it's a very similar community to PodCon. Right. It's that same kind of, um, I guess, cosplay type, mm-hmm. type of event. Yeah. Um, and speaking of PodCon, I believe it's coming back in January.
0: So have they actually got some dates or...
1: Um, uh, what I heard was, looks like sometime early, um, mid January, I guess.
0: Oh, that's going to totally screw me. I guess I have to send other team members because.
1: Well, you probably should anyway, right?
0: Yeah.
3: Right.
0: <laughs> <Don't>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Younger, the better.
1: <laughs> Same with me. It's yeah. like, I mean, it's. It's right in my backyard, though, so it's hard to
0: justify that. But, right. Yeah. But it it just be you know, Francesco, if you're if you're French, Francesco, if you're listening, uh, it's non-event for a couple of old white guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Todd, the medium is changing, and, and I guess we just have to somehow make ourselves uh, appear younger. I guess. So that's somehow.
0: Grecian formula and uh, Botox <laughs> and. Uh, that's the reason I'm going to gym and trying to lose fifty pounds. And yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, that's a thing now for people over fifty. They're to make themselves relevant. They're plastic. You know, plastic surgery among men fifty and older is a booming business right now. <laughs> because you know people start, you know, they start axing fifty and above. You know, you you can become too expensive, so you know they can hire that twenty year old to replace you. So.
1: Yeah, that's true. Not that
0: workforce work discrimination goes on, but it does. So people you can't
1: are, wait. Wait too long, also, else, else you get too too far gone, <laughs> and you can't come back. Right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> my wife had asked me one time, "Do you want to do hair plugs?" I'm like, "No, I'll I'll shave my head before I do hair plugs." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're at that point. You're committed to your destiny, right? Yeah. Yes. yes.
0: So, so Clinton says, I go to Dragon Con every year. So that's, of course, Clinton Alford. So, so, as a matter of fact, it uh, kind of reminds me, we're just a couple of months away from the uh, original <laughs> podcast awards nomination phase opening up. So,
1: Oh, that's right. That's coming up.
0: You know, you know, I've just been kind of on autopilot with that thing because I've just been so busy on other stuff.
1: So how's it going to be different this year? Have you uh, put yeah, the, a plan together? A uh, bigger yeah. voting
0: pool. I, and The voting pool last year was a little bit too small. I had to, because I didn't get enough people to vote, so I had to reach out and grab another stack. So this year we just opened the voting pool up a little bigger, uh, following the same formulas last year. It worked out really well. And uh, I liked how, the, how everything proceeded. So uh, no major changes, just a bigger voting pool at the end. Okay because yep. what it is people say they want to vote, and you put them down to vote and then they don't, or they only vote for one show and uh, that's not was not the goal. The goal was to have them you know listen to you know shows and, and vote on their favorites in each category, but it's hard to get people to to do that, so we randomized the the um the people that uh are voting we you know we just shake that shaker up pretty good and that way that um you know the favorite shows that they nominate or they're obviously going to vote for, but it we want them to vote down category too, even it out. well that's good, that's good. Yep. Yeah.
1: hey, so what do you think of the change that podcast movement folks did to um to separating the award ceremony from the Hall of Fame stuff? Do you think that was a good move?
0: Oh, I didn't even realize they did that.
1: It's it's going to be in two separate. I think it's two separate nights.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Probably got too long, didn't it?
3: Could have been. Well,
0: I don't know. I guess we'll see. I have mixed feelings. Are you about involved
1: it. in that? Are, are you involved in that?
0: No. I mean, are, or their,
1: do we know yet?
0: No, that's their own dealio. I don't have any involvement in any of that.
1: No, no, I mean, like last year you were on on stage for doing some of it that was kind of my perception is that when you're inducted, you kind of have a maybe some responsibility to participate maybe at some point yeah
0: if they'll ask you know if they ask you to present someone, yeah, and I think they would It, you know if you look at what they did last year, you know Rob introduced elsie um I introduced you, so you know they I think they try to align yeah. people that that uh Know the person for the introduction, so
1: ah, uh, gotcha.
0: Yeah, we'll see, we'll see.
1: Okay, we
0: need, need to know who the who the nominees are first, or who the inductees are. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do five or six this year. I think are they going to do five? Can't remember. I would think so. Yeah,
1: I think the only time they did six is when they had uh, one inductee that was two.
0: Oh, Don and Drew, <laughs> right? Yeah, Don
1: and Drew. Yep.
0: Yep. yep. So. I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens.
2: Yeah.
0: We'll wait on time. Oh, we're, we're just about the end here. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. Let me actually look at, made it. Yeah, let me look at some of the stuff that, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but the podnews.net guy, he's nailing it. He's getting all the news.
1: Mr. Cridland?
0: Yes, he is. He's doing a good job. So if you are not... Well, so, what's
1: great about him is that he actually looks at podcasting from a global standpoint, yeah. which I... Yeah. Which I think is an interesting evolution of this. Yeah. I think he's gonna gather a lot more um possible success than some of the others.
0: Yeah. So of course we had uh I oh, hear some people must be we've got kids being forced out of bed here. I hear my wife yelling at kids. Um Yeah, so just you know, Google home outselling Amazon Echo, the um talking about biggest brands are advertising in podcasts someone went through and figured out 200 some companies are advertising um talking about some studios talking about some you know a lot of content plays a lot of people launching content and uh, i think that's you, you just see a huge explosion of content at this point so i think we're going to see more of that
1: yeah, plus plus platforms, you know, there's more investment coming into the space. Um yeah. Everything seems to be growing and developing mm-hmm. um at a good good clip.
0: Yeah. And I'm uh I'm turning away calls now, you know, these late party and uh late like they come in uh, late party or late I don't know, late investors. You know, I just it got too much. I got too many too many people calling and mm-hmm. You know, wanting to invest, and I think sometimes they're just on fishing expeditions oh. for uh, for information about the space. And uh, I don't know if you have to deal any of those calls, or probably it's done by your boss, yeah, isn't it?
1: I yeah, I don't. I don't get too involved in those those type of calls per per se. But yeah, I mean, we have our, our our own board of directors and our own investors and yep. people that are behind. You know behind the company and ownership positions or advisor positions and things like that, that they typically handle a lot of that stuff. I don't get involved in
0: that too much. Right. So anyway, it's, uh, it is, uh, it is what it is. I think the space is, uh, you know, one thing that's not happening is consolidation though. You don't see no consolidation has people were all predicting a lot of consolidation. We haven't seen that this year yet. What do so, you
1: attribute that to? Why
0: that's not mm, happening?
1: It's not maturing fast enough or I mean it seems like there's a lot of new companies being birthed.
0: Yeah, a lot of new companies. I don't know. I don't know why there's no roll up happening yet. We'll see. There's a lot of money shopping, don't get me wrong. So it's not that there's and maybe they just haven't found the deal and maybe the space isn't big enough yet. Maybe there's just, maybe the dollar amounts on an individual company basis is not big enough yet to, you know, or juicy enough for them, someone to make
3: a move. I
1: do know some big, big players that are, are looking
3: for something.
1: There's there's some looking. Looking?
0: Mm -hmm. Looking,
1: yes. The question is whether or not what they're, what they're finding meets what they are looking for.
0: Or if they're willing to to write the check necessary <laughs>
1: yeah, well that, that's always a factor
0: right yes. you know because I think probably what they're finding i mean this this is speculation on my part I think is what they're finding is companies that are doing uh, uh no one that's well there's no one that's sucking, no one that's desperate to sell
1: uh. Well, that's actually not a bad thing, that's, All right? That means that the industry is relatively healthy.
0: Yeah, I, I think maybe that's what their—that's my speculation—is, is but it that. does.
1: Yeah, but it does feel like we're coming into a, uh, you know, over the next couple of years, we're, we're we could come come into another little little bubble blip in this because of the uh, the investing enthusiasm um, that we're seeing. Now um, some of these companies probably aren't going to make it.
0: Well, we'll see, you know, there's a lot of people fighting for, you know, what's amazing is, is the number of, I'm just, I continue to be astounded by the number of people coming in the space, the creators coming in the space. It's to me, it's remarkable. You know, we talked about it at length at, uh, you know, looking at growth and, you know, you just, you know, looking at this thing from the, you know, 5,000 foot view trying to, you know, or it's, it's been a pretty, do you good, think, pretty good run.
1: Do you think that side of it is growing too fast for the market?
0: I don't think so. Um, but we definitely, I, I, I'm kidding, you know, from, I just get these gut feelings. Um, you know, we talked through programmatic and everything else and it's, I think more money's got to come into the space. I think the advertising dollars have to grow a little faster than it is. I, I think you still have two thirds. No, maybe let me say this again, eight tenths of the space that is not monetized. You know, and I think there's a um, dollar wise we If we can get to five tenths where we can get 50% of the shows monetized, I think, that'll make for much better longevity, uh, of content. Yeah. But some people don't care about the money. Some people just want to create a show. Yeah. It's like, but I mean,
1: what's the model that's gonna, gonna scale to half of the shows is the, that that's, that's the thing that we're struggling with is, is, you know, what's the exact model? Cause it's gotta be a balance between the contents of the advertising. With the delivery method methodologies, and is it, um, is it effective? I think
0: you know. I think if you look at the digital banner space and advertising on Facebook, you know they've had a they they've had huge. I mean, bi- probably billions of dollars in investment in that technology. Mm-hmm. You know, to make all that work
1: we just haven't seen that kind of investment
0: no In the, no not, at, no, all. not no, at all no there hasn't been that level of tech investment at all and until that happens we're not going to have the same digital integration people are trying you know white Orbit's trying triton's trying heads Wiz is trying you guys are trying you yeah. know it's it's but it's it takes a lot of money to do that a lot to do it yeah. right you know
1: and I'm not sure that the content side of the advertising business is really keeping pace with what the needs of this market are. Um, I think so when I say content, what I'm talking about is the is the um, content of the ads right oh, the the yeah. production uh, values of the ads that match with the podcasting
0: right, space right and that's that's a whole another piece of it, you know
1: we're still i think we're still living a little bit in the online radio radio space uh, with podcasting and it doesn't doesn't entirely fit no
0: nope.
1: uh and that's that's another factor that's holding about i don't know that the stats part is really holding us back no i
0: don't the stats aren't i think it's largely the tech yeah. integration you know the, there's true there's no really you know programmatic on the digital side is truly if, if you have a programmatic model a, a a pure programmatic model. That model is uh, the price for an ad is changing literally by the second, and it's being delivered. You know, yeah. uh some IP in Boise, Idaho clicks it's, to, and it it is bid that that ad is bid at the point of click. Yeah, and it's
1: in, it's a real time platform. It's
0: real yeah. time, and that is not that doesn't. Fit what we do that model yeah. will never work completely yeah because well,
1: I mean if there's any chance for it to work the the, the ad itself needs to be different right than what it is today
0: and it, it, it does and the, so that in itself then the inventory then immediately becomes much smaller because you have literally hundreds of people or buyers bidding you know, it's all automated highs and lows. It's like stock bidding and it's really a fully automated, uh, ad platform. It's what really happens in programmatic. So what we're, you know, what you and I have talked about here for the last couple of years is a hybrid that doesn't fit into what digital media buyers are used to using today.
1: Yeah. It's it's kind of living in the future. It's mm-hmm. living on w- where this should go, and that's why we keep talking about it is that we we can see how this might work, mm-hmm. um, but it's we're not there yet, yeah. and and that's there's an education curve here. There's kind of a technology um, advancement that needs to happen. I think that to some degree, this GDPR thing is kind of not a positive development for this stuff either.
0: But, uh, I don't know. I don't know um, about that. I think that you, it doesn't limit your ability to to target, a, or a region geographically, demographically. Yeah, it's a, it's gonna put a curveball on it.
1: Yeah, that's that's really in some ways where the opportunity, um, the biggest part of the. But opportunity But
0: they use so was. many. But the you gotta remember, Rob. Uh, we if yeah. if we fully understood how the digital space works, they get so many factors. You know, this whole GDPR thing is is good on paper, but. Business as usual. It's not changing the way people are being targeted they, mm-hmm. because they get so many different signals from so many different places. They can't, they, yeah. the genie's out of the bottle. Yeah. But we don't yeah. have that integration and I don't know if we necessarily want that type of integration.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't want to know that the ad is coming to a 25 a year old single mom You know, I don't, I don't need to, do I really need that at this point?
1: Yeah, but uh, I agree with you, Todd, that, that I think targeting can be done more on an anonymous basis. Um, You know, you and I don't need to know, you know, but the computer needs to know, right?
0: Someone still has to program that in and build the die. (laughs) So.
1: Well, yeah, but, but it doesn't have to be known at an individual layer. It just needs to be known anonymously in the system somehow. But, but I guess there's always the danger that somebody can get in there and get that information. And I guess that's the risk. Yeah.
0: Well, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the space continues to develop out. I, you know, my team has their marching plans. We know where we're headed for the next six to nine months. And I'm sure that uh, you guys are on the same trajectory on what you've got planned for dev-wise. It's always oh, yeah. about the dev.
1: <laughs> it is. That's that's the time that that we live in, Todd, and and I think the whole artificial intelligence stuff um, is going to have a growing factor here. Um, I don't know what the what the next big breakthrough is going to be at this point. I think we're still a little bit unsure on that. I think we had a little glimpse that Spotify was going to be that big breakthrough, but it's still, you know, a work in progress on that.
0: Well, we'll see if they can speed up the ingestion of new shows once they get their <laughs> system fixed. Yeah,
1: once they can start adding um, shows, right? A little bit more quicker than just doing a deal with NPR or Amy Schumer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So,
0: all right. Well, we're uh, we're at ninety. 90- th- some minutes, so we're good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, everyone, if you want to get comments on today's show, we've been all over the place. Todd at blueberry dot com. Uh, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at geek news rob.
1: Uh, you can find me at dot com. I I do the Spreaker live show every Wednesday at three pm <laughs> Pacific. I won't do it next week, but um, and that's at spreakerliveshow dot com and and my email address is rob at voxnest. Dot com so or spreaker Robert spreaker.com
0: too everyone uh, thanks for tuning in and putting up with our sporadic schedule here uh hopefully by July we'll be back to hitting it hard again but things have been <laughs> nuts
1: <laughs> and then and then then we'll be off the podcast meetings, right so, right it yeah. never ends right. so
0: yeah everyone thanks for being here we'll see you next time everyone take care and uh we'll see you next time on the new media show Aloha bye bye